and welcome to Trek Companion. This is episode 298. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're going to discuss Star Trek Lower Decks second season episodes, We'll Always Have Tom Paris, and Mugatu Gumatu. We'll Always Have Tom Paris, season two, episode three, original release date, August 26, 2021. Directed by Bob Suarez, written by M. Willis. Guest cast include Robert Duncan McNeil as Tom Paris, Eric Bauza as Telluride Bartender, Marcus Henderson as Jet Manhaver, and Nausicaan, Tom Kinney as Cody, and Duani, and Orion, Lauren Lapkus as Jennifer Schlaven, Paul Shear as Addicts, and Andy Billups, and Cation Storage Unit Employee. Mariner and Tindy team up for a mission to retrieve an heirloom for Dr. Tiana. Meanwhile, the Sredtos is visited by Lieutenant Tom Paris, much to the excitement of Boilmere, who is hoping to meet him. Meanwhile, Rutherford is haunted by the mysterious surroundings of the reappearance of Lieutenant Selax. Well, what if I don't sound like an Orion, though? Just talk like a pirate. Arr, how you be doing today, me fellow Orion? Uh, why are you talking like that? Allergies. Yeah, I'm allergic to, um, uh, pheromones. Oh, I hear you. They're really bad this time of year. That's Donnie up there. He does art forgeries. Uh, and he's hot? You gotta warn me if we're gonna be meeting up with a sexy bad boy. That's my type. Well, one of my types. You have a thing for bad boys? Oh, I'm always dating bad boys. Bad girls, bad gender non-binary babes, ruthless alien masterminds, bad binars. Huh, I don't know if I've ever seen you date anyone. You usually seem to be with Boimler. What? Ew! No! What? Ew, that is so messed up. What? I don't know. You guys practically sleep in the same bunk. Ew, we do not! Ew! He's like a pet! Yuck! What? Are you and Rutherford dating? Not really. Cousin? Biceps. Adam, kick us off on We'll Always Have Tom Paris. So it's fun to see these kind of these cameos. We've obviously we've seen a bit of them from here and there for some of the next-gen crews. So I believe this is our first Voyager um, cameo, I believe. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. So that was fun. Boilermere was kind of, he's getting back into the groove of things. And, um, you know, the ship doesn't recognize him. And he has to go through this whole pride thing where he won't ask for somebody's help to get, get through the door get into this into the system so he's going through the bowels of the ship and then um you know when he appears on the bridge he looks like a Kazon and Tom Paris beats, beats the crap out of him um but the main gist of the story you know was um um Tindy and Mariner going on this um this mission to retrieve <laughs> to, to retrieve basically what they thought was uh you know a way to sexually relieve the doctor to sexually relieve herself. <laughs> so it's kind of an amusing tidbit, something you wouldn't see on any show. And I know we've discussed that um, on any Star Trek show, rather. I know we've discussed like that's that's kind of the big difference between this show and others is that they'll 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 broach these taboo subjects in a more um, crude way, and it's it's fun and it's adult, you know. So sometimes you think about um, sometimes I think about Lower Decks as like more a kids show because it's kind of you know. That's all what you know more that's what Star Trek is, but I mean this is totally adult show. So that was amusing. You know, it was amusing getting to see more about Tindy and her background and the Ryan Syndicate and you know where she came from. And you know, it was it was nice. You know, they kinda in the next episode, there's an episode with Boimler and Rutherford, so they're kind of switching up the pairs. They make note of it. And so I thought it was a fun episode. Um I was entertained. Um I'll let Steve jump in here. Some thoughts. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's what they do well. They have, they could cover ground that can't be covered in other 
other Star Treks, and they have tons of references and in jokes for us to appreciate uh, Trek. And it's interesting with uh, the Voyager coverage now because this, along with um, Prodigy and so forth, we're getting a you know like half the cast of Voyager now has come back and in some way, shape, or form, even if it's an animated animated Trek, you know, but. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, and it's and it's and it's silly, and the references are hilarious, and you know, the, half of it's what they name these things, like the uh, Cation libido post, you know, and stuff like that. It's just so outrageous, you know. It's like, oh boy, here we go, you know. But uh, yeah, it was great to see uh, uh, Paris back, and you know, it's it, you know, for it has all the things, right? So you get all the in jokes because you're a Trek fan. You've got characters coming back, even if it's just for a little moment, and it's just voice, you know. But like they do, they didn't, they never do anything that's really against uh, against the characters, you know. I mean, they don't. They this may not have I, the, the greatest amount of character development in any episode or something like that, but they don't do anything that's counter, you know, to what's that, you know, what that character development is, you know. And they have this kind of. Um, relatively sophisticated in joke with bringing back uh, dead crew members inexplicably, you know, and they, they, just, they never explain it. They just say, let's just throw this in there and roll with it. And it's just crazy, you know? So, you know, more of the same, but it's, but it's entertaining and I enjoyed it. That was the one uh, storyline I wasn't entirely sold on. It was funny, but the, the explanation, the fact that we don't get an explanation is the joke that, you know, that, that punchline, it wasn't funny enough to, make up for the fact that it was unsatisfying to not get the answer. <laughs> That's a complicated way of saying it, but right, right. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it was worth it, I guess is what I'm saying. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, but yeah, everything else in the episode, I, I, I liked a lot. All the, the Tom Paris stuff was very funny. The case on, I mean, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> and yeah, the Tendi and uh, Mariner girls trip was very funny. And the, the joke about, <laughs> God, the joke about I call Voyager Voy to save time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. Have we ever had a joke about the 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 show abbreviations? I don't think so. That's pretty good. Um, but again, that's the kind of joke. We, I, I feel like I say this a lot, but that's the kind of joke that's like a behind the scenes kind of joke of behind the scenes of Star Trek. So it's funny, but it's much funnier if you if you actually follow Trek in a way that you know what they're talking about there and again the, the sh- i mean the show's good with misdirection you know so tindy and mariner go through this whole escapade of trying to repair this statue and at the end of it she doesn't she's the box that she wants so she can play so she can play in like a cat you know it's just it's just it's fun i mean the show's very good about misdirection and just leading you one way and be like oh it's really really wasn't about sex it was just she needed to play in a box because she's a cat and whenever they have her turn into like full-on cat and start meowing and stuff it's so ludicrous you know <laughs> we'll see that more in the next episode yeah <laughs> oh yeah when she's running through the yeah the Jeffrey's tubes. Just talk like a pirate. I saw that joke coming a mile away and it was still funny. <laughs> when they go to that planet, I don't remember the name of the planet, but we should get like five slushies and there's like corks. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Like a yeah, sister sister place or what? Hmm. Maybe franchised. Yeah, franchised, I guess. Yeah. The whole joke about the plates is hilarious because i have i have one of those i, yeah, I, have, I, get the, some plates, man. I have the star trek 3 one because you know i have a little star trek 3 shrine so i basically bought anything that was star trek 3 uh yeah i had the star trek 3 plate you still have your plate steve i do i saw them for the first time in 20 years when i moved but yeah 
they're not displayed though. They're just in a box somewhere. Not as of now. I haven't got around to it. But all right, now you yeah. got a new house. You got room. You can have a. Yeah, what are you gonna, I, I can, I can display zoo? the plates. Yeah. You're more of a glass guy, though, right? You like the glasses, the collectible glasses. Well, because he has a bar. He's got a bar in the new place. The difference with the glasses, I can like actually use the plates. I'd like, I'd like hurt myself if I ate off those because they're not supposed to be eaten off of, you know. Yeah, you'd, you'd eat paint. But that was a, that was a thing for many years. Like, and that was like even like pre-internet-ish. Like you would order them from what I don't remember, like from magazines or television or yeah. something. I, I don't remember where. Yeah. How did that work before the internet? The, the, the bulk I have are the uh, next-gen episode plates. But yeah, yeah like all, of all the big episodes. They did a bunch right, of those, right? right? Well, plates were just a big thing in general in the 80s. And what, you know, the commemorative you know, White House plates or you know, Yellowstone, you know, all sorts of plates. Well, they were like coins for a while. Did other IPs do them besides Star Trek? Probably. Yeah, there's all know. sorts of plate collectibles. It's not just but Star I mean, Trek. like, I don't know, other, like, I don't know, were there Star Wars plates or something? I don't know. I, I would bet there are. Not sure. Yeah. Maybe. Well, for the listeners out there that knows, if listener out there is um, a plate collector, they can um, they can inform us and give us some education on the plate. But I, I like that joke because um, they're not a thing now, right? And they haven't been a thing for a long right, time. Right, right. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's obscure. Yeah. Yeah, that we're aware of. I mean, there might be certain circles that still are obsessed with plates. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. All right, what is this uh, episode about? I kind of think the gist of the episode, it's about bonding. You know, it's the girls' trip, you know, learning things about people and becoming more than just work friends. You know, I've got, you know, Brian, you and I became, we were work friends, and then we became great friends and lifelong friends. And so that's kind of that process of it, how friendships start and they begin and they evolve. Um, So... That's kind of the gist that I took from this. It's like it's a bonding kind of moment. I think this episode may not have as, you know, as firm of a, you know, moral stance on anything or a point as some of them do. But I think it is consistent with the type of message they do. And they they stick to those characters, those four core characters, and they continue to pair them up. And so, you know, it's it's not really deep maybe but it's it's consistent with what we've seen and uh i agree they were they're advancing those friendships and those relationships yes all right let's do six degrees for we'll always have tom paris uh just regular trivia questions today adam star trek.com celebrated this episode as what number production of all Trek TV episodes. So they were keeping keeping track of the numbers. And I'm, the hint I'm giving you is that it is an even multiple of 100. So if you counted all the original series, Next Gen, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, animated series, you count everything. This was a multiple. 1,000? 1,000 is your guess. That is incorrect. Steve? I was quickly trying to do some very rough math in my head, but... Um... Yeah, um, gosh, 700? Nope, it was 800. 800, all right. You know, the reason I would have gotten this is because I remember when Enterprise went off the air at episode 98, and uh, Star Trek.com said, the 700 Club, and that was episode 704. Oh, okay. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, I remember Creation sold T-shirts, which I still have. I never wore, but it has the episode names of every single episode up and up through the end of Enterprise. Oh, cool! uh, All Mm seven hundred and four. 
Um, so yeah, I would have guessed 800. I actually would have gotten this one. So this must include, uh, what else was that? Discovery had aired by this point, a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Or, or th- maybe even three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was, you know, depending on how you count it, some people count the Star Trek.com counted the, the two parters as two separate episodes, which is what I think you should do because they were aired that way. Sure. Um, but some people don't. So it kind of depends how you count it, but anyway, 800. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right. Mugadu Gumatu, Season 2, Episode 4. Original release date, September 2nd, 2021. Directed by Jason Zurich, written by Ben Rogers. Guest cast include Anthony Atamanuk as Honus, Robert Gilbert as Patinji, Tom Kinney as Kink, Denobulin and Ferengi, Phil Lamar as Freeman and Bar Manager, Jessica McKenna as Barnes, Denobulin and Nurse, Ben Rogers as Steve Stevens, and Paul F. Tompkins as Hyde. <laughs> The Sorrentos is dispatched to Freylon 4 to investigate an unexplained sighting of a dangerous Magatu, a world very distant from the creature's planet of origin. Meanwhile, Boimler and Rutherford are disturbed by a rumor that Mariner isn't who she seems to be and is in fact a secret Blacks op agent who has been trained into a killing machine. How nice! Can we get two more? Yeah, maybe with some pain reliever mixed in? Hey, uh, not surprised you fellas need a drink after talking with that powder keg friend of yours. Huh? You talking about Mariner? If and that's her real name. Haven't you boys ever wondered how she's able to kick so much ass and get away with whatever she wants? Uh, cause her mom's the captain and she practices kicking a lot? Usually on us. Work in the bar, I hear a lot of inside information. Your friend is a specially trained secret agent for Starfleet Black Ops. All right, Steve, finish that peanut and kick us off on Mugatu Gumatu. <laughs> All right, so this may be the most outrageous, outrageously funny adult episode <laughs> that I've seen thus far of uh, Lower Decks because I remember this very distinctly when I watched it, you know, because of the Mugatu <laughs> mating stuff mostly, you know, but... Um, I think I think the most hilarious stuff is the whole mispronunciation. I don't know why that got me so much. Me but every, too. Me it, too. It, it, every single I mean, time they would just go out of their way to say it differently. It made me laugh out loud. I mean, it's, it's like coming out like crazy stuff, like Gumati and uh, Migatu, and I don't know, just nonsense, you know, stuff. And it's a nod, of course, to the original series where they were inconsistent at best with the pronunciation yeah. of that, you know, creature. Have we seen them in anywhere, anytime besides that original series episode? I don't think so. No, okay. I, I don't. I mean, maybe they're referenced in a very obscure way or something like that, but no. So yeah, this is just kind of like boom, boom, just hilarious stuff right and left because you have that going on all the time. This mispronunciation crap with that, and then the um, that scene with the um, yeah, the Mugatu mating and the log and whatnot, and they're in there. It's just. <laughs> crazy i mean it's just and then the one who's watching and i mean it's it's that's crazy it's hilarious but um anyway so they broke some new ground here um some stuff we haven't seen in trek before um funny as always i mean this is mostly just kind of a uh this is mostly a joke heavy kind of episode in terms of just you know one thing after another and rather than any kind of character development, I suppose, but you know, it, it, it's it's in in that sense, it's it's really unmatched in terms of the just the outrageous jokes left and right. We also have the old school Ferengi. They even reference the episode that the Ferengi debuted in in terms Last of outpost. yeah, that's fun. 
And then, and like I talked about in the last episode, when, you know, the doctor and when she turns on full cat and goes nuts and that's crazy too. So this, you know, one of the funniest episodes for sure. It's just uh, kind of outrageously funny. I really enjoyed it. My girlfriend watched these with me and she, she doesn't usually, but she was just sitting there and I was playing it. And she, she doesn't get any of those jokes at all. Like, you know, last outpost, I mean, that flies right by her, but she was still laughing out loud through this whole episode, you know? Right. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit for everybody. You don't have to be, um, yeah. a, a, you know, know the, the whole thing to, to get a laugh out of these. But even the mispronunciation things, like I, there was, there was one, I think it's like when they're on the transporter pad and they're about to, to leave and he had, and, uh, Oh, it's named Shax or whatever the the yeah. the security guy, security chief, the Bajoran. Right. He had just said it in the like the previous scene the other way, and then and then he's like, "You all got the briefing. These move got to." And he, he says it completely different. <laughs> it's so funny. And there was another like just wording kind of joke that uh, I don't I don't even I think pretty sure it was a joke, but it made me laugh when the uh, tractor beam just appears to destroy that little ship and she's like i told you a tractor beam and she said it was the tractor beam and that was the lowest tractor factor (laughs) 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 that's so funny uh adam your first thoughts here um yeah i agree with steve this this is a pretty outrageous episode and i they set you up pretty quick with the tease you know um you know they're fighting a mariner just it's just beating the holy crap out of um rutherford and and that that was the story that Riker did with his dad, right? I don't know what yeah, it's called. Yeah, I can't remember I mean, the name. It's, it's of it, brutal. Yeah. She's knocking teeth out and you know just beating them senseless. <laughs> it's like she's going to kill them, and so they kind of they set you up for this episode. That's it's going to be um, it's going to be extreme, um, but not violently extreme. It's it's more um, you know adult extreme, which Steve was saying. You know, we <laughs> got to um, stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. It, you know, it's I don't know what we're going to get to when this when we talk about what this episode's about, but it was very entertaining. I mean, you know, you get the whole rumor with Mariner; she's this killer, and it, and it kind of fits well into the characters because Boimler and Rutherford. This is their pairing episode where um, um, Tendi and um, Mariner were paired up last time, and they're both kind of gullible to begin with and so putting them both together makes them even more gullible into things and it's just funny that they're on this together and they're on the you know they're in the safari you know trying not to get eaten and everybody they run across gets their head bitten off they they run into like you know there's a little joke made about these people who think they know about animals and they go live with bears and lo and behold they get eaten by bears or whatever you know wild animal that they're following so there's that little joke in there and then it's kind of nice at the end you know they get to be the heroes using a uh, math their, their nerd you know game and strategy and they they they're able to convince the ferengi you know based on finances like hey this isn't working out short term long term so that was a nice little twist so it's a very fun episode yeah the way the way they uh the way they cap it off with them essentially winning them over and saving the day through this cost benefit analysis. And, you know, Mariner calls them beautiful nerdy men. I mean, obviously it's going to appeal to uh, the stereotypical fan at the very least, you know, it's, it's, it's just a great way to wrap it up. And it's like, you're the hero and so on too. So that's another great thing about the episode. I love that little tag at the very end too. They're like, do you even understand how this game works? No, I guess not. And then as soon as she walks away, they whisper, how is she kicking her ass? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the opening tease is, is, is really funny. Because, I mean, it's that, it's that we talk about that too, but it's that form of humor that's just pure exaggeration. And it just keep, it goes, gets crazier and crazier the way she's kicking their butts. And 
It's really nuts. Well, we didn't even talk. You know, we talked about the, the doctor. You know, she went into full cat mode, running around the <laughs> running around the ship, trying to get away from Tendi. <laughs> so that was kind of over exaggerated. I mean, it just kind of made me laugh the the Paul stuff. So we haven't really got to see much of the doctor. So these last two episodes, we've got a little bit more of the doc. Um, so it's been fun. Yeah, you're right. It was more than usual. The Mugatu dung or whatever that he's like eating and stuff too. That, that's another stretch of just like oh my god we're clearly going the right way you really don't have to <laughs> the hunt in the tea so in the teas who what was the species that what that the bugatu scared oh, those were those were denobulans and that was the first okay. time we've seen them since enterprise okay because yeah, he did that puffy face when he freaks out. They only did it like once, right, or something twice because of the CG cost. But yeah, yeah. Uh, what's this episode about? Like I said, this one's going to be harder to kind of pinpoint. It's kind of a, it's more of just a fun romp. You know, don't believe rumors. Don't believe all the rumors you hear. Um, I guess like you could go with that. Um, there could be an an art, you know, there may be talk about animal conservationism, you know, that's, I don't think they did a very good job of it because this is very comical. And, but I mean, you know, it's like you can, you can be more profitable and more successful if you treat the animals with dignity and respect and respect um, kind of had that going on. So I don't, that might be a little bit of a stretch. So what did you come up with Steve? Yeah, I don't, I don't have much on that. And I think, you know, that's what's so strange about this, right? We've talked about two episodes that are very entertaining and enjoyable to watch, but I, I don't know that this would sustain for, you know, full seasons on end of like jokes with no character development. I mean, what, what, how they get away with it, I think is because it is so hilarious and it's, there's just so many, so much good material and it's so funny, but um, they, they at least are not going against the grain. They're not doing any, the characters aren't doing anything that's not, you know, that's not been established as part of their persona. And, you know, now we're a season and a half into this. And so they have a little bit of leeway to, um, as long as they stick to what we've seen is in terms of how the characters uh, behave, they don't have to, you know, try to, you know, pack in some kind of moral story or whatever in, in 20 minutes or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, I, I think they have some leeway to get away with these just joke chock full of joke episodes like this you know especially earlier in the season right i think as the season goes on they want to have more character stuff and stories arc type stuff yeah yeah it works all right let's do six degrees for mugatu gumatu uh steve this episode shows us the first appearance of the zinti since the episode the slaver weapon what series was that enterprise no adam um, the Zinti? K-Z-I-N-T-I, I believe is how it's spelled, but should we pronounce Zinti? This is the first since we've seen them since oh, I was oh, thinking oh, X-I-N-D-I. Mm. Oh, Zindi. No, Zinti. Sorry, you're right. Those do sound, those sound similar. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, did they show up in Discovery somewhere? <laughs> um, but this, the slaver weapon. Repeat the question. This episode shows us the first appearance of the Zinti since the episode The Slaver Weapon. What series was that? I think he was on uh, 10 Forward. It, the camera kind of just pans by him, but it's clearly the... Next Generation? No, if you saw him, you'd know what I mean. He's the sort of cat-looking guy that yeah. in the animated series, he was like purple, 
outfit, but he was supposed to be a different color. Okay. Color okay. Yeah. So animated series slaver weapon. Gotcha. Wow. Nothing correct today. I, I don't know if my questions were unfair, maybe. I'm going to assume that my questions were unfair. <laughs> yep. The series is still great. You know, it's like, um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to compare it. Like there's a part of me that just wants to say, this is the best of the, of the newer Star Treks, you know, but it's hard to compare this to live action somehow. But I do think for, for the show that it wants to be, this is certainly way better. We've talked about it, but certainly more effective and more entertaining um, than Discovery or Picard, for sure. Uh, we're now, like, uh, what, eight episodes into, or nine, actually, as of today, uh, Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't want to talk about that at all, just because of spoiling people, because it's so new. But I'm definitely enjoying it. I can say that. But it's but it's a, it's a weird thing to compare Lower Decks to the, any of these live-action shows somehow. I mean, it's it's partly the animated versus not, but I think it's also the tone. You know, when you t- I mean, this is a full on. The point is comedy. If you compare it to say Prodigy, which is an animated show, mm-hmm. that doesn't exactly feel fair either because it tonally is so different. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, without having to compare it to other shows, is a great show. It's very yeah. very entertaining, yeah. and looking forward to uh, doing the next two episodes uh, in two weeks. It sounds like uh, the at least the 4K discs for motion picture director's cut and five and six will probably come out. It sounds like September, but yeah, hopefully by that by our next episode we'll also have the official start date for Lower Deck season three. We're trying to decide if we should do something different uh, for our upcoming 300th episode. Not that would be a month from now, uh, or if we should just continue straight on with Lower Decks Season 2. Uh, I don't know. Either way, we're certainly going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of Lower Decks Second Season. Until then, you can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. Thank you so much for spending in half an hour with us, and until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See you. I passed it.